Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. These are the prison epistles. Good morning. It's great to be with you. Uh, we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 1, 15 through 23. It's Paul's prayer for the church of Ephesus. We had a, a home where we had some stairs that went down into the basement. And as we lived there for some time, we started collecting stuff. And I needed a place to kind of put some of our, our suitcases and camping stuff and golf clubs and kind of get them out of sight. And so I, I built up some, some a wall and I put a door in it and I started shoving our stuff in there. And I, I, I crammed it full of, of all this stuff that we didn't want to see on the outside to put it in the inside. And uh, all was good. I closed the door and I felt really good. It felt kind of organized. And then I had to go back and I had to get something sometime later. And I soon discovered that um, as great as it was to get this stuff out, one of the problems was it, was it was dark in there. I was groping around. I was hitting my head. I had to do deep dives to try to find what I was looking for. And it became a place that I really didn't want to go. One day then, it dawned on me, you know, if you put a light in there, come on, you're going to be able to see and it's going to make it much better. And so I did. I put a light in and all of a sudden I didn't have to grope around in the dark. I wasn't hitting my head as much and I wasn't doing these deep dives. I could find what I was looking for. You know, this prayer that Paul prays, as we will see in this first part, was, was kind of like that. He, he's praying that that they will be enlightened. So let's let's read this first part here. You know, Paul in his prayer is, this, this prayer of 15 through 23 is actually one long Greek sentence. There's no pause in it. We're going to pause. But he prays it or writes it with one long Greek sentence. So let's dive into it. Every since I first heard of your strong faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for God's people, I have not stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly, asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope He has given to those He called His holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. And there's so much in here, but, but let's just look at a, a few of the words that stick out. The, the part of that there'd be spiritual wisdom. He prays that there'd be spiritual wisdom. Praise for insight. Praise for understanding. That, that they would have these things. And that they would have this, this, this flood of light in their hearts. That they'd be flooded so that they could understand God. You know, what I really believe Paul is praying here is that they would continue to see themselves grow. I pray, he is saying, that you will continue to grow. That, that you don't stop at one spot, that it's a continuous place. Raina and I have been married for over 30 years, and I can remember back, I know it's not that far back, for me it doesn't seem like it, uh, I can remember when we were first dating, and I can remember the sweaty palms. I can remember the heart kind of racing when, when, uh, when, when, we're, when we're holding hands. I, I remember how my, I was kind of twitterpated. Um, I remember when we stood before each other and we gave our vows, and, and how much of that kind of romantic love was, was there in our marriage. 
and although romantic love is great and, and, and it needs to exist in every marriage, but not every marriage can exist on that love. What we need to exist on is a love that grows, a love that starts here and continues to mature, a love that, that, that has loved when she hasn't liked me, but she's loved me because I've done something that really I shouldn't be liked for, and maybe vice versa. That's kind of what Paul is talking about here. He's talking about us, and he's praying for the church in Ephesus that, that they would grow, that they wouldn't stay in the same spot. Don't live on what you started off with, but let us continue to go grow. And so that's the first part that we need to understand here. And I love the part here when Paul says, he says this, he says, look at who you are. God sees us as his rich and glorious inheritance. Doesn't that excite you? It excites me to think that God looks at us, his people, his church, <clears throat> and he says, hey, you are my rich and glorious inheritance. God's got a plan for us, and we need to grow into that. We need to continue to grow. Let us not stand still. <clears throat> Let us not find ourselves in a place where, where we're living on the past. Oh, I remember when God was doing this. I remember when God was doing that. I remember when God said this to me some time ago. Let us live in the present of God, what God is doing now. And, and, and that's why it's important in this second part of this prayer. Let's look at it. He says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he is far above any rule or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. God has put all things under, under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It was made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Really, the main part of this prayer is Paul saying, listen, do you understand the power? You need to grow in your spiritual understanding so that you can grow in the understanding of this power. You know, this power, Plato kind of said it, it's, this, it's this, this, this point of existence um, is, is the way it, it, he puts it. it. It's this power of life. And, and Jesus is this ultimate power, this, this power, this dynamite power, this explosive power, this power that God says that he exerted, he put forth when he raised Jesus from the dead. And he said that power is not in us, meaning that I don't have the power, but I have the power in Jesus. That's a very important part. Because I could look and say, well, I've got to be more powerful. I've got to, I've got to say the right things. I've got to do the right things. But it's not so. It is found in Jesus. That power is in the presence of Jesus. It's the power that God used to raise him from the dead. That same power exists in him. And so my important part is that I 
in, in the source. Where I need to stay connected to the source of the power, which is Jesus. Not myself, but Jesus. It says that, it uses this word power uh, four different times here. And in it, it says that because of the power that God used to raise Jesus from the dead, because of the power that exists in Jesus Christ, that there is this Jesus who is a head and shoulders above all things. He is holding all things together, we are told. Why is this important? Well, in a world in which seems to be going crazy, in a world in which seems to be going anywhere but in a straight line, I can find myself with great anxiety. I can find myself in great worry. And even though I feel I'm, I'm, I'm holding tight to Jesus, I have to be reminded that He is holding all things together, that He has the power to do that, that this world, as out of control that it seems, He is not out of control. Can I say that again? Even though this Jesus, even though this world may feel out of control, our Jesus is not. All things are under his control. And I can trust that. And I can lean into it. And I can understand power, not as I would rub a bottle and a genie would come out and give me power, but I would, I would find myself spending time with God. You know, that first part of Paul's praying here for the church is really us practicing a time where we are sitting with our Lord and Savior and letting Him speak to us, letting the flood of enlightenment of who He is speak to us so that we can know where He is working. Because wherever God is working is where the power is, and I want to be part of it. So let me wrap this up and say this to us. To know the grace of God and to walk in it is for us to seek God to enlighten us. Spending time with Him. And then secondly, to stay connected to the source, Jesus Christ. That I'm not looking for myself to be strong enough. But I'm looking for the Master to be my strength, to be my power. Lord Jesus, Help me where I have tried to be strong, where I need to be weak. Help me, Lord Jesus, that, that I would find myself slowing down to enjoy you as my source and my supply. That I would recognize that you are my power. That in a world that is going crazy, you are the stable force. You are the same today, the same yesterday and the same God for tomorrow. In Jesus' name, amen.